Hi, my name is Jessica Karras, and welcome to Goldmine. Today I'll be talking about women in the church, part two, and mostly just sharing my heart and thoughts on what is going on in a lot of churches in America today. I can't really speak for churches outside of America, but there are quite a few churches going on in our country where I believe are not in line with God's heart concerning women in the church. They believe that they are being biblical and they are being obedient to what God is saying in his word. And this podcast is is just to talk about and mostly two women who have felt hurt, wounded, or abused in the church based on the fact of being a woman and some of the beliefs and systems within the church um, that create a culture that can be extremely harmful, um, hurtful, and damaging. So I just want to start with a story of back um, about 10 years ago where my ex-husband, husband at the time, and our kids attended a small community church. And at this particular church, they had a ministry of a school. Um, And it was a very, very upscale school. It was an outreach school, and they had a Bible class. So you didn't necessarily have to be a believer to attend the school, but you did have to take Bible. And that was just kind of their way of, um, it was just evangelism, trying to teach about God, about Jesus, about his word. And the staff were believers, um, but the school wasn't necessarily a Christian school. So there was a headmaster for the school. And when we moved to Florida, there they were hiring a brand new pastor. So as this pastor started preaching and becoming involved with the church, it became clear to leadership that he wasn't very healthy. There was a lot of saying one thing to some people and saying there was just a lot of um, not truth, um, lying happening. And based on that, people started getting really hurt by his leadership and there was there seemed to be a lack of care for people and wanting to um protect and lead in a loving gentle way it was it seemed more of a very harsh um defensive leadership and it was it was destroying the community it was destroying the atmosphere and it was it became more of a trust was lacking and it caused 
a lot of confusion. Um, and one of m- one of my gifts is um, I have the gift of discernment, um, and I could see where this was heading, and I was very concerned, and so. I met with the elders and I explained my concern and I and I said to them um you know this is really serious you're going to lose everything if you do not let this pastor go you need to get a different pastor for this church and they they were very kind the elders in this particular church so kind listened to me cared for me um but did not take my warning very seriously as very very young and was also a woman so now fast forward the school is closed the church is completely closed down because of this pastor and I I mean there are so many families so deeply hurt and wounded by events that took place while this pastor was in leadership And I just want to bring up that story because I think that looking back, I think that if there were more women involved as elders, as a more part of leadership, I just wonder if things would have turned out differently. Um, I don't know why this isn't looked at with more rationality of why you would want to have an entire church congregation led only by men. I'm I'm confused of why that makes sense to people. And so that is mostly what I'll be talking about is just talking about some of the things going on in church systems that um, I see as being harmful. I see as not being biblical. So... Let's move on to talk about two different ways that churches handle women in the church. There are churches in America that embrace women, that women are free to use gifts in any role that God is leading them to. They are treated as equal, they are honored, they are respected, and love is shown to anybody, no matter who you are, no matter what your gender, no matter what your background, there are churches that do exist like that. So I don't want to just blanket statement the whole entire country, every single church, because there are churches out there that I believe understand and grasp God's heart. Um, there, But we're going to talk today about the traditional churches that are functioning based on the traditions that are taught by men and an adherence to taking the Bible literally and interpreting it in such a way that is causing more damage and harm than good. So first thing I want to talk about is just a culture within the kind of church that lets women only go so far um, the, the belief is that women are not allowed to lead, teach men. And so there is just a certain handful number of serving positions that women are allowed to be in. 
this this creates a culture of also stereotyping women that women are to be married and have children and then stay at home raising the children. So when there is that kind of a culture, if a woman is widowed, if a woman hasn't met her husband yet, if a woman is married and is unable to have children, or if their financial situation, she has to work and they do have kids, there is a just kind of a energy sucking kind of hanging over you this unspoken like you are not you're not measuring up to the standard you're not christian enough you're not holy enough you're not doing it right you're falling short and you know when we we just want to be accepted we want to belong we want approval we want to be like and unspoken, you're doing it right, good job, way to go. And when there's these rules, these unspoken rules in these kinds of cultures, it's a yucky feeling. It's a feeling that kind of robs you of joy. It robs you of happiness. It robs you of contentment. And a lot of that stems from leadership and leadership's views and how leadership is thinking. So if leadership is thinking this is what women are for, to be married and have children, and that is their role in life, if you don't fit into that role, then there's a feeling of rejection and you're missing something in order to be awarded one of the best Christians. So, and that can feel very shaming And this can also produce, and this is very much of a traditional cultural thinking of, and there's still homes like this, there are still families like this, where the woman is expected, it's not a choice, it's an expectation where she does the cooking, she does the cleaning, and she is working hard to raise the kids. And the man sits down and does absolutely nothing to help in any way and there's not even much of a gratitude or a thankfulness in it because it's expected and some women actually feel good about that and that is how they want it to be but some women hold resentment and feel less than and so we we don't want we don't want to have cultures like this in the church it makes sense to have cultures like this in the world, that makes all the sense in the world. And that makes all the sense. But um, in the church, we, we always say, you know, God's people, it, we shouldn't be like the world in the sense of how we love, honor, and respect one another. So this actually implies that women do not need to be seen and they don't need to be heard. They can be hidden behind closed doors, doing whatever they can do to serve, as long as they are not heard by men. That is very a damaging thought, because to be invisible and to be silenced, I do not believe that is God's heart for women 
especially women in the church. Again, we see that played out in the world all the time and in many cultures around the world. But, but we do not want to have that situation within the church. And I want to talk about how my experience within the churches that I have been in has been very painful for me because of my personality. And so I'm very bold. I'm outgoing. I'm emotional. I'm also a teacher and I'm intellectual. And so I have had a desire for years to teach in the church. And I have, for for many layers of different reasons, have not met the standards held within these churches. And I have observed in these cultures that I've been in a marginalization of women. And the definition of marginalization is to treat a person, group, or concept as insignificant or peripheral. So there has been so much emphasis place and significance placed on male leadership in the churches that I have been involved with. And that just grieves my heart. And again, this may not affect all women because there are some women that prefer to be hidden. They prefer to be serving and they love that and that is life-giving. But then there are women who are made differently who are made with giftings to lead and to teach. And I do not believe that God has said to any woman, you can only go so far. So the next piece I have observed is a dehumanization. And that definition is to deprive of positive human qualities. And then also I have seen a lack of honor. And the definition of honor is to regard with great respect. So I have not seen women being honored very well in the cultures that I have been a part of. So what I have witnessed, what I have experienced, is because of the, because of the lack of encouragement for women to be seen, for women to be heard, for women to be using their gifts to the fullest capacity that God has given them, there has been a unspoken power and control and authoritarian view of women, which creates a very oppressive culture. So when you have that happening within a church community or a system, that will trickle in to families and I would like to say that all men would not take advantage of that that men would want to be gentle and meek and supportive and kind and gentle to their families to their children to their wives but sadly that is not the case a lot of men thrive on being the one in control and having this authority and having this power and the women 
will just submit to this because the Bible says submit. They will not fight back because it will seem as disobedient. And then you have a culture within homes that is also oppressive, that is void of any kind of love and tenderness and honor and respect in the marriage and then between the parents and the children. And so when you are having this kind of culture, we can ask the questions, what, why is this still happening? What, why are these brilliant scholars who are schooled in theology, who have a relationship with Jesus and God, why is this happening still? And I think there's a couple different reasons. I think there's a fear of God in play, that they want to be obedient And so they fear God, and so they want to obey the Bible. And because of traditions and the way churches have gone about going forward in this, they are most leaders are scared to do something different because it will seem, you know, quote liberal, or they're falling off the mainstream Christianity and evangelicalism and um, they're maybe scared, it's their pride and they're scared to be all of a sudden labeled and all of a sudden all the churches are preaching about so-and-so pastors now letting women lead in their church. Ah, And so there is quite a few different reasons. I think there might be fear of man as well. Um, like I said, pride and tradition because this is just how things have been done for so long But just because it has been done for so, so long doesn't make it right, doesn't make it true, and doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that God is okay with it and it's what he wants. And so I just, I want to say that um, the few of the things that have happened that are so sad based on these, I believe, erroneous beliefs and systems is that a lot of women, their gifts are being suppressed. And I know mine were. And, um, and this is the, this is the hardest thing I think for me to talk about is just the view of God is tainted. Um, I'm scared hard for me to not get emotional about this, but I just, it makes me sad to think that there are women and little girls out there that think that God could possibly think they're less than men and their voice shouldn't be heard and they were created to not be seen. And then to put religious um, Christianese on that and say that that is being humble and that is being obedient, and that is being a Christian, I think is so horrible because it's, it's skewing the grace, the tenderness, the kindness, the goodness, and the love of our daddy, God. And that is not who he is. And I mean, if, if we think about our own kids, if you have kids... Would we ever want to hide them or silence them? 
it's the opposite. It's like I want to show my kids off to the world. I want them to use their gifts. I want them to use their voice. I don't ever want to say to them, you can only go so far. And that that is how God's heart is too. And so that breaks my heart that there are little girls and young women growing up in cultures and that are being taught that being silenced and invisible is pleasing God. And that is a lie. And this is also sad because the church is not supposed to be like the world. And in this situation, the church is exactly like the world. The world, women are less than. They sh- the church shouldn't be that, like that too. It just shouldn't. And then I already talked about the piece about this being damaging to marriages within the marriage system. If the culture of a church is saying women are less than and need to be silenced, that's going to show up in marriages, especially when the husband is not healthy and needs to be controlling and dominating. So that is putting just gasoline to a fire and creating a very, or adding to a very toxic relationship. I would like to close with some points on just the support that God desires women to be seen and heard within the church, those that are called to rise up and use giftings in leadership. And that includes um, pastoring a church. I think ideally a husband and wife to pastor a church together would be just ideal because they're using their gifts um, in unique ways. I just think that just completes the package. So I would like to use Romans 12.10 that says, honor one another above yourself to support the idea that women should be able to use their gifts in any way that God's calling them to. And also 2 Corinthians 10.1, where Jesus is described as meek and gentle, that is not what the church looks like when they are controlling and oppressing women in the church. That is not what meekness and gentleness looks like. And this isn't loving or kind to do to women. And there are some pastors that will say, yes, it is loving to obey scripture. And I will question and say, are you interpreting scripture correctly? And are you applying verses that are not meant to be applied to today? Just because it's been traditional. Because there are certain verses that we don't apply to today. Like wearing coverings over our heads when we pray. So I'd like to... I'd like to bring up that question. Some women in the Bible that have, are really powerful women that have led men that have made such an impact in history in the Bible are Deborah, Esther, Yael, Tamar, Abigail, Mary, the Samaritan woman, Mary and Martha, Rahab, Naomi, and Ruth. And then to go on, further on, 
just in our world, in life. There's St. Joan of Arc. And I can think of so many women involved in politics, social justice, authors, and also even mothers and grandmothers probably impact our world and society the most. So another point is that love does not oppress. Love does not silence. Love does not control shame, disrespect, or use the Bible and scriptures as a means to do these things. Jesus came to give us freedom and life in abundance. So we can use the gifts that he gave us freely. Women in the church, the kind ones, the ones that want to please God's heart, when they are told by leadership, no, that's bad or wrong, they will listen to the leadership and their hearts will break and their hearts will ache and it will cause confusion and sadness and grief. And my heart is for people out there that are desperately in need to be seen, heard, and loved by our good, gracious, loving, and kind God. And when they look at a church like this, or they attend a church like this, where women are treated in this way, they do not see grace, love, and the goodness of God. But they see rules, they see legalism, they see oppression and control. And so I just want to say to the women listening to this, that God sees you and God loves you in his heart for you is to use your gifts and if he has called you to something and he has made it clear to you that you are to do be using your gifts in a certain capacity and you have been told no by leadership that he he will heal your heart he will speak life and truth to you and if what I've been saying makes sense, but there's there's kind of a resistance inside of you based on what you've been taught, what you've read in the Bible, what you've heard. Just go and, and ask God to show you truth and make things clear. And you can search the scriptures for yourself. If you have been so deeply hurt abused and wounded by the church because you were a woman and you can't even read your Bible, you can't pray, you can't even be around other Christians, God understands that too. He sees you and he loves you just where you're at. There's so much grace for you. There's so much love for you. There's so much acceptance. 
And I believe that he heals to the uttermost and he will lead you and guide you in the most kind, gentle ways. And I know that you can look back in your life and see that. So my, I think my just whole goal and heart is just to talk about and expose these things that I I think that are, it's almost like there's this mist where it's just not clear among leadership. Um, I just think that that's how we live our lives is that there's just things that in my life that are just not clear to me because we're all just doing our best. We're doing the best we can. Um, and so I just want to specifically pray for women that have been hurt, wounded, or abused by the church because they are a woman. So Jesus, thank you so much for how you love us. Thank you that the things that have hurt me and other women the most in the church didn't come from your oppressive strong iron-fisted hand i'm so thankful that's not who you are i'm so thankful that you created and designed each one of us to shine and to be fully alive to love well and to be a light full of peace joy and purpose and i thank you that you did not make us to be silent and you did not make us to be hidden but you made each one of us to walk and step into whatever ways that you want us to love you, ourselves, and other people. So right now, I just release healing and wholeness in those places where there has been darkness inside hearts of resentment, anger, bitterness, pain, I ask Holy Spirit, you go open doors and bring light to those places. And if tears need to flow, Holy Spirit, bring comfort right now to where women are seating or sitting. And um, I just ask too for just church leadership that you would bring wisdom and help to just walk in ways that would bring healing, wholeness, truth and redemption and freedom help them be brave to go against tradition that is taught by men and instead to listen to your heart and follow your spirit jesus name we pray amen thank you so much for listening thank you so much for tuning in and I would like to do some interviews in some future podcasts of women and their experience within the church. Some more stories.